morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Braxton's Finance with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo out here. It's two weeks in a row. The first is complete. Come on. Let's keep Burning it Burning hot in that. Don't know. Um, Got me wanting to sing Sean Paul's Everblazing. Yeah, don't. When I come to legalise it. Time to recognise it again. Chase. That said, they've done, they have legalised most of it, haven't they, nowadays? <laughs> Why did you have to make what I'm singing about so explicit? Huh? Well, no, everyone knows what, what it is. It's weed. And they've legalised it. So <laughs> Hey, this guy has no sense of tact. Like, it's weed. Have you smelled weed before, Peter? Have I smoked it? No, no, I've not smoked it. Have you eaten I weed? smelled it. Have you eaten it? Oh, you sniffed weed? You eat weed? You yeah, eat in brownies. In like brownies. In like cookies and stuff. No, I haven't eaten it before. One of my friends, one of my friends, no. ground, um, grinded it and put it into his noodles. He cooked. He cooked. Does it have the same effect? Fam, three o'clock in the morning, he was finished. <laughs> <laughs> he was finished. No, I, I said I've smelled it. Like you, you know, you, you can you know the smell of it, mm-hmm. but no, I haven't. So you I inhaled it. I smelled it off someone. I haven't. It's, it's you can't get secondhand. You can't get weed. You can't get high from secondhand. Yes, you can. Weed, you can. can you? You can. Ah, interesting. Well. Just just jump in a hot box. Ooh. What's a hot box? So like, if you if if you're in a car and you close all the the, the doors and the windows and you just and you smoke in the car. Right. Yeah. Just be. That well, high no, I haven't. I haven't before. I don't intend to. Cool. All right. Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. Sorry. No. Sorry. Um, yeah, which this is our apologetic segment where one of us is in the hot seat and we um, um, are brought with some questions and we have to defend it. Could be questions that I believe are asked, non believer asked, and yeah, we just need to defend it because you never know when you're going to be called to. Mm. So, you got to stay active, got to stay ready. Don't know the don't know. Yeah, Moses is in the hot seat today. So, hey. I want to start with. Um, a question that my pastor Matt um, sent in mm. based on the episode we had two episodes ago when we were with Simi talking about um, families and sacrifice. It's and dope that your pastor listens to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're very dope pastor. <laughs> so, so, so nerve wracking. They're just trying to keep an eye on Robert's theology. Yeah. Oh. I don't think they listened to last week's episode because <laughs> they would have said something. <laughs> what was last week's episode? <laughs> Um, the time capsule episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was seeing some crazy stuff with that. I don't forget. They're just waiting to call you in for a meeting. Uh, I, I, I'm actually meeting with with, with Emma today. Ah. But this doesn't go until after I've met her, so she will wait to listen to you. <laughs> 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 <It> all works out. <laughs> so anyway, um, Matt's question was um, inspired by that episode we were talking about. Um, I've yeah. said this already. Yeah. So the question was. Um, what do you think the church's response should be to the right opinions towards discipline and respect? Seeing as these are two things that are very much um, intertwined in like African culture. Yeah, I think I think there's um, definitely something to be said of being sensitive to the cultures within your church, recognizing that you might not necessarily agree with everything, um, but it's learning to to recognize where there is good. And understanding the culture enough to be able to challenge in a way that will be um, listened to. Um, like, for instance, in African cultures, the religious leader holds a lot of weight. So whether it's Christian, Catholic, 
Buddhist, Muslim, whatever, the religious leader is seen as a public figure, even here, seen as a public figure and holds a lot of weight. Um, and so like even if you're doing something wrong at home and your parents aren't getting through to you, they'll just be like, I'm gonna go tell the pastor. I'm gonna go tell the apostle. And it's just like, what makes you think that if the pastor, if you can't get through to me, the pastor will. But even within that household, there's been such an emphasis placed on the pastor that they feel as though that will um, hold sway. So recognizing that as a leader of a church or congregation, you hold sway. And so if you try to tackle something in a way that doesn't take them into consideration, it will do more damage than good within that set of relationships. So it's firstly to be approached from a position of like, um, inform me or teach me, educate me as to your culture. Like, why is this so important? Like, why this approach, why not different approaches? Like, how, how have you gone about this? How has it been handed down? Um, and that then informs you much more as to how to approach it and how to how to challenge certain things um so i feel i feel like communication is key to actually communicate with the congregation communicate and understand different as much as you can the different cultures within the the congregation and then um affirm the good elements of it but then challenge the elements that might um, not necessarily be as beneficial, and so really affirm the fact that, like, yeah, you want to you want to raise your child in, or you want to raise the people around you in a way that is, it gives them a sense of values and morals and brings them up in a certain way, and starts to almost challenge them from a perspective of how effective do you think this is or that is. Now, for some people, like Peter said it himself, if his dad didn't beat him, he wouldn't he wouldn't be the, the guy that he is now. Like, very true, very true. And so for some people, it, it's a case in which, like, that is the best way of bringing them up. Um, but it's not just trying to put a blanket statement over everyone. <coughs> and just trying to think that, oh, because this works here, it's going to work there. Is actually learning to understand and so just challenging parents now she just be like do you understand your child do you know what he's going through stuff like that now depending on the generation in which they're in like the older generation than us don't really want to understand their kids i say that as a blanket statement some of them do but for the majority they're just like you're my child you're going to listen to what i'm saying and so it's understanding what generation they kind of fit into and stuff like that so yeah i think the church's approach to it, especially church leadership approach to it, would very much be from getting to know your congregation. Mm. From knowing them, you get to see how best to address it. So I can't necessarily give an answer <coughs> simply because I believe that it starts with knowing them. Okay. And then once you know them, that will then inform how you challenge certain things because if you know them and you know that they're not going to take criticism very like lightly then you know that all right cool addressing it head-on is not the way forward but it's, it's almost modeling and providing an alternative and so you might try to implement a style of discipline within the church that reinforces good behavior and then once that becomes set in place you can have another conversation with them and kind of show them what you've done within the church and show them that it has been done. Again, this is just one example. Um, they might still argue with it and say, but you're not in my house. 
So yeah, I think it very much starts with communication and getting to know your congregation. Okay. And that answers specifically for leadership because it was a leader that asked it, mm. um, but not as a church as a whole. Um, more so those who are leading specific congregations. Cool. Thank you, Moses. Happy with that? Yeah. All right. So, sorry. My question is: Are there contradictions in the Bible? Jeez. Right. Just, just like that. Just like that. Just, just like, like that. that. Um. I say no, with an asterisk. Okay. And the reason I say asterisk is because um humans perspectives hasn't always been um unified and so when you say humans perspectives how do you mean so i mean just perspective of everyday people okay all right and because the bible has been written through the perspective of the everyday people it may seem contradictory so for example paul saying we're saved by grace not by works mm-hmm and then James saying, how can your faith save you if you don't have works? Mm. Like some people have argued that James and Paul are contradicting. Okay. Um, but obviously if you study it, you recognize that faith has works as, a, as an end result. Mm. If I have faith that God is going to provide, I will work or I would live as if I have that faith. Okay, yeah. Um, and so it's not that, that faith that works then... Um, triggers God's hand but because I have faith in God it mm. leads me to act as though God has already done it Okay. so even in like Abraham both of them use Abraham as an example so Abraham sacrificed Isaac or was about to sacrifice Isaac it was mad we were reading I was reading that story to Leah and I was like no James was reading it to Leah and Leah asked James mommy why, why, why is he laying on the altar why is Abraham why does Abraham have a knife on his hand Mm. And I was just like, how do you explain that to your child that a dad was about to? Yeah, those are one of the stories you avoid to the of age. And you know what? Like, she she picked it, and Jim's was like, are you sure you don't want another one? No, I want to read this one. Are you mm. sure? Yes, this one. So even if you had picked another one, it wouldn't have gone down. Um, so Jim's proper like had to be like, don't worry, don't worry. God is going to save him. God is going to save him. <laughs> but he didn't know that. Um, or did he? And this is where, like, he had faith that even if he was to kill him, God would be able to raise him up. Mm-hmm. And so he was willing to carry that through based on the faith that he had. Mm. And so his faith led to actions. Mm. Those actions wasn't, was almost a, a result, a fruit of his faith. Okay. So, and that's why I say our perspectives can seem contradictory. And so because we have slightly different perspectives and we come to the Bible with our past and our preconceptions, we can sometimes read things into the Bible that aren't necessarily there and read contradictions into it. So I don't necessarily believe that there is there are contradictions within the Bible, mm. but I believe the way that we interpret it can present contradictions. What about instances like where in, um, I think it's Matthew and Luke, they both have accounts of Jesus's explanation of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, no, is it a sermon on the mount of the parable of the sower? Mm-hmm. Um, and in one explanation, it's like he said, Jesus says, Jesus said to be careful who you listen to. Mm-hmm. In another explanation, Jesus says, in the other person's explanation of the same thing, the person says, be careful what you listen to and how you listen to it. So there, you've got two accounts of the same, um, the same thing happening, mm-hmm. but differing 
in detail as to what Christ said. So is that not a contradiction? No. Why? Because it's... <coughs> I don't necessarily feel as though those things are saying two different things. Okay. Because if in paying attention to who you listen to, mm. you'll be paying attention to what you listen to and how you listen to it. Not necessarily. So if I'm paying attention to which preachers I'm listening to, yeah, I'm going to be taking into consideration the theology they're bringing. I'm going to be paying attention, from my perspective, anyways. Okay. I'm going to be All I'm right. going to be examining what mm. they're coming with to be able to then understand who I'm going to listen to. So if I am very much on a prosperity gospel, mm. if someone's trying to come with with like the John Piper sort, nah, not even the Paul Washer sort of preaching, I ain't trying to listen to him. Mm. I've just examined what and how he's talking. Okay. Not just who. Okay. And the reason I say it's not necessarily contradictory is because they're writing from memory. So it's things that have already happened and mm. they're recording it to write it down for the, for those who haven't necessarily been there. Mm. And so it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, but it's still taking into consideration their lived experiences. Mm. And so I might communicate one thing, but you and Robert, in understanding the essence of what I'm saying, might communicate it slightly differently. Yeah. Simply because you've understood the essence of what I'm saying and you're not communicating it verbatim uh, mm. or whatever, if I use it like yeah, word yeah, for yeah, word. Yeah, 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 but rather yeah. you're trying to communicate the essence of what you, you heard yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not necessarily that you're contradicting one another, but you've communicated how you've understood it from me. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. I know that you might have a different answer. Uh, well, yeah, no, I agree that it's no contradiction. Um, I actually think... Uh, they are. I think they are saying different things, but I think, as you said, by the Holy Spirit, it was so that the entirety of God's wisdom is mm, captured yep. in what was said, in that you do mind who you listen to. So if Doctor Who and Who is coming, I'm like, okay, he's a doctor, I might listen to him. Or if Right Reverend, whatever is coming, I'm like, okay, he's Right Reverend, I'm going to listen to him. Okay. That's just the who. Yeah. But then also be mindful of, and I think that's why we have to get the full counsel mm. of the Lord, be mindful of what they're saying. So not just who, because maybe we judge, and, and again, this is in my perspective, I guess, I might judge the who by what credentials you have, or he's got a doctorate, mm. or he's written this book, or he's done that, he's done that. Um, but also, what are they saying, and how are they saying it? Mm. If someone's preaching very in a very aggressive, very angry manner, are they conveying that God is angry with me, and is that correct? Or are they just, they are angry with me, <laughs> and that's just why Projecting they're preaching the way God. that they're yeah. doing. You know. So I, I think, again, I don't think it's a contradiction at all, and I like, I like your perspective because that gives me a different um, a different way of looking at it because yes they are they are written from memory even though it was contemporary so mm. it wasn't like millions of years after yeah. it was contemporary um, but I think that the Holy Spirit intentionally allowed for them to point out those different yeah. things yeah. so that you take into consideration all of those things yeah. when you're listening to someone because so. yeah, I believe the, the word of God is God, uh, the word of God is divine it is yeah. inspired by God yeah. and it's what God wanted us to have. Yeah. And so even in utilizing human fallen memory, yeah. he still like sovereignly allowed them to write down what he had it always intended for them yeah. to write down. They and may have affected the form, but not the content. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Cool. I'm happy. So Robert, do you have a question or was you just question by proxy? Proxy. Cool. <laughs> I think uh, I think most survived. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, <laughs> barely. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's topic. It's <laughs> Are you gonna do like theme songs for <laughs> every segment? 
I might do, you know. <laughs> then I can, I can monetize it. Peter, why, why, why that did you have to make that suggestion? Payola. Okay, so this week's topic, which we'll eventually get to, because I want to have a little conversation before we get to the main conversation. That's never a good like, sign. Because I thought it was interesting. So, um, about two or three weeks ago, E3 happened. Yeah. E3 is, for those who don't know, it's, like, it's, it's like a big video game um, mm. convention where they re- where they show trailers of all the games that are coming out mm. and stuff. Sorry, I just I just need to put this in. I'm reading a car seat manual, yeah? And it says, do not put the baby seat in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Destroys what I wanted to do next week. <laughs> kind of, it's just got a big X on the driver's seat. Like, 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 don't put it. Here. At least they're what? being thorough, you know. <laughs> they're doing their job, their due diligence. <laughs> anyway, back to E3. Yes. So E3 happened. There were a lot of good games coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some nice ones. Um, I oh, watched that one with um, Keanu Reeves. That everyone's getting guessed about. Oh, I was looking at it this morning as well. Actually, um, Punk Rockets, Punk something. Uh, cyber cyberpunk, cyber yeah, cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, that looked cool. Yeah, they, that looked cool. Um, they're redoing Final Fantasy VII. That yep. looks sick. Um, Pokemon's coming out. People are not too happy about that. For I won't get into that. Anyway, <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's going to be amazing. That's coming out next month. I'm going to get that. It's going to be sick on Switch. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I was <laughs> gassed about the um, reveals over the new gen PS4 and Xbox and PS5 and mm. the Xbox. Did they come out? Did they do that? Yeah, they did. They, they've um, not revealed like the physicalities, but the internals they have. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I came across an article. Um, I think this week, maybe it was last week, um, where um, people were saying that when it came to representation of like um females in like video games mm. this 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 has been like the worst year oh uh-huh. really yeah so um what's happened is um there has been an increase in um games that allow you to pick the gender of your protagonist okay but then there's actually been a decrease of female protagonists okay okay um mm. and people have been talking about how there needs to be more repre- um, representation of women and da 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 da. Um, so, firstly, I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think it's important for for there to be more games with women as main characters? In the yes. World? Okay. Okay, Moses, you yeah. said yes. I I do you know. Um. F- for me, I think representation in general, not just in video games, but in general. Um, oh no 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 no! Let's talk specifically you know, so I'm, about I'm, I'm video gonna, games. I'm gonna I'm gonna come into this. It's okay. Like, so it's it's representation in general in terms of cartoons and films and blah 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 into video games. I think I think it's important, and the reason I think it's important is because um, it just it reaffirms stereotypes. If you're always seeing it as the males going around to do the to do the rescuing, the males going around to to do the heroic stuff. Um, and I have a daughter, and I, I want her to know that like you don't need to wait on a guy to do that for you. Um, and so, in terms of games, I feel I I feel it's it's there's there's like multifaceted there's different elements within it. So even in having female lead characters or female protagonists, I feel like that is one good thing. But the way they're portrayed is another thing. Mm. And so, 
half of the time the girls are half naked Jeez. and like hella voluptuous some in inproportionate sizes and sculptures and stuff like that which again can re-enhance or can enhance um stereotypes and problems but then couldn't you argue that the men look just as un, 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 unrealistic yeah, 100 100 so why is it not a problem when it comes to men looking unrealistic i think i think the heroic quote-unquote heroic male type figure has almost been normalized now i don't think there's as much pushback what do you mean as in there's not much pushback uh, against superman or batman in terms of their physique it makes sense. But even they are covered up in terms of they're, they're dressed appropriately. Apart from Superman wearing his knickers on, like, briefs on top of his trousers. But it's like, I don't really see many male superheroes that are just like, well, there might be something, like He-Man, wasn't he in briefs? He-Man, Conan the Barbarian. Yep, just in briefs. Yeah, but those were, those were um, what's it called? Those were relevant to the times that they were set. But females now, regardless of the times, they're almost like in bikinis. And well, so no, just just coming back to what Robert said. What is because you you mentioned there isn't pushback with the male physique yeah. of the heroics and that it's normalized and it's somewhat accepted. Mm-hmm. But you acknowledge that there's a problem there. What what is the problem? So there? I don't necessarily in saying that I don't necessarily think there's a problem in the physique. Okay. Because for the most part. You need to be physically fit to do what they're doing. Mm. Um, Andy Ruiz. <laughs> it depends on. It, it do you depends. guys know Andy Ruiz? No. no. The guy that beat Joshua, Anthony Joshua. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, Fat Thor. Mm. <laughs> yep. Thor went in. Shout out to Thor. No, so, my, my, thing, my thing is, yeah, my thing is to do what Batman is doing. Obviously, it's it will, it will take it, it will take the tour. It will have that physical yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash. I don't see a fat flash. You're running. Yeah, you're yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like Robin, acrobatic stuff like that. Um, yeah, but Catwoman as well will Catwoman, have to yeah. have that sort of body. She'll have to have a but very But you don't need body. to wear. You don't need to wear that that overall. Have jumpsuit. you tried doing backflips in baggage baggage? And to be fair, um, Catwoman's costume is no more skin tight than Robin's or, or or Batman's. Batman's even got like armor. Yeah, Catwoman. because. Um, because of the, hasn't, yeah. yeah, because but because of the type of villains he goes up against, mm-hmm. he needs the armor. Yeah. Catwoman's not trying to be fighting people. She, she's trying to be in and out as quick True. as she can. Sleek. And spandex is the best material for that. True. But what I mean, what I mean more so <laughs> is, is like... I'm um, not defending. I actually agree with Mo, but yeah. It's more like um, Superwoman. Okay. Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the yeah. most part that I know, yeah. Yeah. she's just in knickers... And a top. No, she wears. She's she a miniskirt. She's she a, it's skirt. a miniskirt and a crop top. Like that's any better. Uh, well, I would say that. <laughs> no, it's a long sleeve crop no, top no. as well. Or, or to, to, to be honest, like short skirts aren't that uncommon in the world that we live in. So, isn't that just a repeta- representation of what is in the world already? No. But when no. when when was that? <laughs> when when was that like first started? I don't think it was. It's it the sixties, yeah, yeah. I don't think it, it was that. Tr- like normalized back then. Okay, let me see what she looked like back in the sixties. Okay, you, you, the same. you, you guys. Well, no, I think so. I, I think I think the the problem goes back to why these um, why most of the female characters were created and they were sex objects. They were created as such. Wonder Woman, um, Catwoman, all of them were created 
it, with, at creation was for them to be, you know, Objective the Iconda, the, yeah. the Iconda, Icandy kind of thing. Wow. And also going back to what Mo was saying about, you know, like the improportionate thing, that's even, we, we see that more so in Japanese um, anime, manga, where it's ridiculous. And that's because those were the fetishes, or that's the fetish that was going around at the time. So I do agree that they are presented very wrong. And I think more, as you were highlighting, they should be presented better. Or it should be considered that not only do you want more female protagonists, but you also want better presented female protagonists mm. as well. Um, see, look, see, look. When 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 Supergirl first came out, she uh, that's her costume. Is that bad? So this this type of lady, I know in in that time, the somewhat thick, somewhat um you know beefy kind of lady, like tennis player style, was the fetish that was going around. Is that a fetish, or is that what women at the time looked like? No, that's what they wanted them to look like. That's what the sexy woman looked like. I mean that that look that, that to me that that looks like an ordinary lady. Now maybe, but that's what that's what they. Whoa, Pia! What, what no. that sounded a bit. <laughs> no, that's like it does look like an ordinary lady. But I know that because I know from John Betjeman's poem uh, about a tennis lady. I can't remember, and he was from the forties or fifties as well. Um, and his description of this tennis player lady was fetishizing her, and that's the sort of lady that looked. They were kind of thick, kind of strong looking, oh. and and that's that's what the Amazon. Yeah, so <laughs> shout out to Wonder Woman. Robert licked his lips when he was like, I didn't lick my lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in addressing, Mo, I don't know if you finished yeah, your point. Um, yeah, go for it. But yeah, no, in, in addressing Robert, your your thing, I think my my attitude has always been, I can't control what other people do. I can only control my reaction to what other people do. And thus, with this whole representation conversation, the thing that I've been thinking about now having a daughter myself is, as opposed to it's great to have more female-led things come out and all of that but as opposed to doing that my thing is to teach my daughter to see herself capable of anything that anyone is capable of in the sense of if you're you know if you're going to take her you know we all had our heroes power rangers we all had our you know people that inspired us to do whatever as opposed to it being male or female if you like superman and you see what Superman's doing, you can do what Superman's doing. Like in that same sense, as okay. opposed to it needing to be a woman, it's a person, it's a human being, or it's values that I can also embody. And that's what I want to teach my daughter, to be able to, 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 to see the positive virtues that anyone exhibits, regardless of their race, gender, um, maybe creed. No, not creed, maybe sexuality. But um, <laughs> all of those things, take the good virtues and hold on to those good virtues and leave the rest, you know, like take that and say that I can do that as well as, yeah. opposed, to, as opposed to, you know, um, yeah. it needing to be a female lead. Do you know, I, I agree. I, I would like to push back just on the... Um, less, like, not downplaying just how much what people see actually impacts what they believe. Um, now, obviously, in terms of a consistent... Um, a consistent a, cons a consistent reminder or chipping away at, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, has the potential to, to ingrain that into them. But it's, let's not neglect that 
what you see, it's like people can theoretically know that not all black people do X, but in consistently seeing it on the movie, or like on TV or whatever, almost re-emphasizes a stereotype that you inadvertently play into simply because it's been re- it's been replayed in front of your eyes over and over again. That's even true. Even though you know that's theoretically. True. That's true unless the lens is changed. And so well, I get what you're saying. and I'm not, I'm not downplaying the fact that these things are presented. What I'm saying is being intentional about teaching others to have a different lens towards it. And so where you are correct, like um, the, the, I mean, maybe not so much now, but the black, uh, you know, was always presented as maybe the savage or the ghetto or whatever. If you teach yourself to, if you, if you are intentional about teaching someone to recognize the good virtues regardless of these things, mm. um, and that becomes their reality, then they are able to filter those things out because they are being intentional about it and, and they are understanding that maybe these things are presented this way, mm-hmm. but they are able to they're able to go past that because they've been informed and they've been taught to have a different lens towards it. And that's what I I'm talking you. about. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I just, it just struck me was that you are speaking very much from a personal perspective. Yeah, definitely. And so yeah. speaking from like your interaction with your daughter on a one-to-one. Yeah. Um, so what you're going to actually feed into her as a parent, as someone who has authority over her. Um, and I'm almost looking at it from a general public perspective. Okay. Where it's very much like, as a parent, you're going to try to, like, teach your child the best to help them flourish the best that they can. Mm. Um, and everyone has that responsibility to their children. Um, now, as a society, now I know that as a society now, we're not necessarily living up to the standards that we should be living up to mm. in different forms and different ways. Um, but it's like, how can we move towards a society that upholds each person? in a way that they ought for their benefit and not necessarily laxing the rules so much on one end and being strict on the other end. It's like we, I'm not going to use examples, but like we can sometimes be very relaxed as to how things are played out on one side and have so much to say about how things are seen and perceived on another side. And I don't necessarily feel that that's beneficial, but society is broken. And so there's still going to be things that we're going to have to wrestle through and try to work through. Mm. But I'm, I'm very much looking at it from a perspective of society will have an influence on the individual and the individual will have an effect on society. Mm. Um, so how can we move society towards a wholesome, in a wholesome way that helps the individual recognize both their individuality and just how much they have to contribute without almost finding themselves in a, in a place of a victim. So with not enough representation within games where you're a- actively going around and being the hero, you're almost a damsel in distress or a victim of another circumstance waiting and needing somebody else to come take you out. Now, you can argue that in Christ we're all victims and damsels, damsels in distress. But in day-to-day practicality, oh, I've got a flat tire. I don't want to chip my nail. Stereotypical, uh, stereotypical response, so I'm going to wait for a guy to come do it. But it's just like, is that helpful? Not all girls are that fixated on their nails. Even if they are, some of them will still change the tire. Mm. <laughs> 
and so the it's so for me it's like in as much as I'm looking personally in terms of my child, I'm also looking at the impact she will have on society and the impact society will have on her. And so I'm also looking at how can we work towards a society that not embodies my values and virtues because that's unhelpful, but one that actually promotes the well-being of those within it. Quick aside, mm. going to the, going back to that car, um, that tire change scenario. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're out with Jamelia, you got a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Would you feel okay being in the car while she got out and fixed the tire? No, and not from a position of damsel in distress, but I wouldn't feel okay just leaving the work to her. And it's not because I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm just like, we can change the tire together. Would you feel away if if she didn't come to help you change the tire? No. That's sexist. Exactly. No, it's <laughs> not. not. The no, the, the thing he is, He was yeah, right into that one. The, the thing is, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Trap car. It's not. It's, it's not. And the reason it's not is because I actually enjoy serving her. As a husband, I enjoy serving her. And it's not because... As a husband. She, it's not... As be- the man in the no, relationship. No, no, no. It's, it's like... It's, it's for some for some guy, for some couples, they might enjoy take, um, taking a bunch of flowers home or buying their, their partner a present every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I like serving my partner. What if she likes serving you and service then to her cool. is changing the title? Then you can if if she wants to do it, then she can do it. And you'll sit so in the like, car while she changes it. I wouldn't sit in the car while she's doing it. Because I would like to help her. It's just it's just me. I would like oh, to help her. Sounds like there's a double standard. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Such a double standard. Look, do, do you know what? It's, it's a case in which Bro, I, I'm caught you, man. I would I would like to help her simply because I like serving her. Okay. But if she wanted to serve me. I'm like, nah, stay in the car, I'll do it. I'll be like, cool. I would rather do it, but since you want to do it, I'll let you do it. And you stay in the car? I'll stay in the car. I if she if she explicitly stated that, I would no, so I judge you. <laughs> I would so judge you. I can't relate. Do you know what? You, the thing is, yeah, we, we have a joint account. We went to a restaurant one time. It wasn't even a restaurant. I'm not even going to give them that privilege. It was a kebab shop. Jeez. And we bought the food. We banged, like, the food was good. We finished. We're leaving. We're going to go pay. It's just like, oh, no, no, got in it it's, it's one card one bank account so she took out her card and the guy looked at her looked at me and goes you're gonna let her pay big man Jeez. that's a big man you know <laughs> you're gonna let her pay and i'm just like oh, she took her card out in it and then he was like come on man in my head i'm like you're a waste man <laughs> and so this this is what i'm talking about in terms of society's um reinforcing certain stereotypes so i'm content I know that's from one. It's, it's from one. Um, it's from a joint account. So whether I pay or she pays, it's still coming from the same account. So okay. it isn't like she's paying. But okay. it still had an impact on me because I was just like, this guy is judging me based on factors he doesn't know. So with that being said, mm-hmm. do you think that chivalry as a concept is outdated in this modern era of gender equality? No. Well. Chivalry in the traditional sense, yes. Okay, wh- and what's the traditional sense? The traditional sense is the guy just doing everything for the girl, like opening doors for her and stuff like that. I think I think that we're moving away from that. And you think that we should move away from that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to try to trap myself. In this <laughs> I don't know. Because this is what learning looks like. This is what you know like that. Man looks like. When, when, like. when you burn yourself in the pot a couple like, times, you start thinking like, twice about it. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> So, and the reason I say I don't know is because sometimes the girl will be like, no, I, I would like to pay for you. I would like to pay for this meal. 
and for the guy to be like, cool, you can pay for it. The guy would be like, and I want to pay for this. What, you don't think I ain't got money? Nah, like, I just want to do this treat mm. for you. And then other times, let's split the thing. Pay for your thing, I'll pay for mine. Or I'll pay for yours and you pay for mine. Okay. Technically, it's like we're still paying for the same. We're splitting the bill. But you might have bought two more drinks than me. Or what? I don't know. But <laughs> it's like, that's bare being pay. Well, you bought two more drinks than me, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And that's why I'm like, I don't know if it should be the way it was before where you just expect the guy to do something. But this this puts him more into a position of mutuality and communication. I want to do this. Are you cool with it? No, but I really want to. Okay, do okay. Yeah. So no, no. Don't forget your main. The conversation wanted to go to as well. I'd have to have you for another day because ah, this, this, this is way too fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not looking at it from um, the perspective of women and what they're expecting. You as a man, mm-hmm. do you feel like? you need to open doors for women. That's what I've been taught. Okay, so so so, so that's what you've been taught. But you now see the area that we're living in, mm-hmm. in with equality, do you, do you still feel like that is a lesson that you still need to put into practice? Yes and no. And the reason I say yes and no, <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> just like... He's on the fence from that one. <laughs> no, the, re- the reason I say yes and no is yes, still need to open the door for women. No, from a position of chivalry. I open a, I open the door for a guy as well. So that's why I say yes or no. Okay. Would I open the door for a guy? I'd, I'd, I'd open the door and, and hold it open for a guy to walk in after me. I don't know if I'd walk in, open it for a guy to come in. So, so basically, if I'm, if I'm walking past the door mm-hmm. and a girl is walking into that, that specific door that I'm walking past, I'm not going to open it for you. Quick question. Mo, would you still expect your daughter mm-hmm. to be pursued by a guy that wants to marry her? Or would you expect her to go and get it herself? <laughs> I'm not trying to think about that right now. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, people, what, uh, what about you? No, because I think, so, the the way that I've been thinking about it, again, because I have been thinking, like, about stuff like chivalry. No, not chivalry per se, but... Representation. Representation. Well... Ge- the, the gender equality mm-hmm. argument, especially after the podcast with your pastor, okay. I'm talking about their um, their home and stuff like that. Shout out to Emma. I have been thinking about that, um, and I think I think I would want my daughter to be um, self sufficient in all things, like mm-hmm. you know, everything, like know how to change the tire because it's a pra- it's a practical skill that you will you may need at some point. So when I'm changing the tire, you will come and learn how to change the tire because you're going to learn to drive. So why not learn how to, you know, check oil? Because you've got like AA membership now and I can call the guy. Yeah, but then you can also save that thirty two pounds a month or whatever for something else. Um but I think I would want her to be self sufficient. However, I would want also want her to recognize that like in our because our culture does form a part of who we are and um, the Bible informs who we are. And the Bible does make it sound like a man should pursue in you know, in a holy manner, but a man should pursue the woman. And the woman is the um for lack of a better word, the prize to be um to, to be women won. Are not prizes, Peter. Well no, what I mean is you said for a lack of better word. That's why I said no, for, exactly. A better word would be they they, they they are partners to be sought out. 
No, that's not a better word for what I was trying to do. You spent time thinking about that. That's not a better word for what I was trying to do. You say. know what? My, I, I was even about to throw a spanner in the works and say, what about Ruth and Boaz? Mm. Yeah, but Boaz still did the right thing. Boaz still Ruth, did the right thing. Ruth actually pursued him. No, but then that was not right. And that's why Boaz didn't just take her when she came and then opened her legs. <laughs> she didn't open her legs. <laughs> Essentially, she did. She came and put herself under his feet whilst, um, you know, in, in in that situation. She was prepositioning him. She was prepositioning him. She Which was. then led him to say, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the gate and there's someone closer to you to redeem yes, you. Yes, but he was a good guy. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. Would you say do that to every every other guy you think you would? you say someone do that to you before you found Christ? Do you know what? <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell my daughter to do that to any exactly. guy. Exactly. Regardless, he could be in a prophet, whatever. But my like, thing, it was a risk. And but, that's, my, but my thing is, yeah, she still pursued him. No, she positioned herself. She positioned... Okay, 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 Peter. What's it for you? What's it between positioning and pursuing? Positioning is recognizing that this is like she recognized. Actually, it was Naomi yeah. that told yeah. her yeah. to to go. On. Naomi was the pip, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but Naomi recognized this is someone that can take you out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Go and then do this. Now, for her, it turned out that she was she did it with a guy that was was good and righteous mm-hmm. and so he didn't take advantage of her there and then mm-hmm. he actually went through the proper methods there was someone there before mm-hmm. that he 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 went to do so that was actually good but what she did wasn't necessarily right mm-hmm. it was why wasn't it she right? was lucky because you're not supposed to put, you're not supposed to um proposition a guy, proposition like a guy like that like she in that went, period of time well not even that well yeah in that period of time but now it wouldn't be you wouldn't if someone broke into your house and then came and slept at your feet <laughs> you'd kill the person <laughs> i think but you know it, it was it was different in that time in that point in time it was she saying look i'm giving myself to you and he's saying thank you for considering me but this is not the right way to do it if that makes sense, so I think we we can't we it's, can't. It's just interesting. Sorry, sorry to interject. To jump in again. Mm-hmm. It's like it's interesting because. Wait, wait, sorry, wait. Yeah. Why why are you relating her going to sleep at his feet as her saying, "Sleep with me" and not "I want you to marry me"? No, because that was well, because that was the in in her going and placing herself at his feet like that is I think in the culture that was her saying, "You can have me," as opposed to marrying me. But then why would Naomi do that to Ruth? If because if she if he takes her as like a concubine or whatever, he will take care of her wow, and, and take her out of her. <laughs> well, no, well, if you think about it, again, in that culture and in that time, it was actually the safer thing to do because yeah. Naomi can't provide for her. Yeah. Naomi can't give her another husband, which would have been yeah. the um, the uh, the cultural thing to do. Yeah. Would have been I have to give birth again, and you marry the son, um, and she was too far gone for mm. that. So. Naomi was actually kind of trying to take care of her within the confines of what their culture allowed. Yeah. And she was saying, go and make yourself this person's concubine because then he will take care of you. And it wasn't yeah. a marriage thing. And it, it wasn't the right like, thing. It's also, it's, it's mad because like Naomi tells Ruth to go and glean in the fields and then Ruth ends up in Boaz's field. And then Naomi tells her, you know what? Stick with Boaz because if you go to another field, they might treat you very roughly. Yeah, which implies rape beforehand. And yeah, and it's yeah. very much like, so why did you send her there in well, the first yeah, place? Knowing, I think, I think it was Ruth actually that said, "Let me go and glean," because Ruth knew of the cultural thing that you can in Israel you can mm. glean. So uh, Ruth kind of put herself out there, but then as you said, Naomi knew that that's a possibility. Still let her and go. Like, Rah. <laughs> but um, and because you're, but those you're are tough times. And the thing is, yeah, one thing I found interesting is that Naomi was a Moabite, right? 
No, Ruth was a Moabite. Ruth yeah, was yeah, a Moabite. Yeah, yeah now, Naomi was an Israelite. God had told the Israelites not to have anything to do with Moabites yes. because yeah. they didn't give them yeah. passage. Yeah. But now, well, there was I a mean, Moabite. I think, I think it was also because Moab, the Moabites came from uh, Lot and his daughters. Okay. So oh, there was that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then Ruth falls out of the generation. So I think, you know, like how God says there's the um, wrath for the first and second generation or yeah. whatever. Okay. And then, yeah, so Ruth no, falls but out even of after that, God still sends the kings to destroy the Moabites. Right. And this this right, was during right. the time so of the judges. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be because of yeah. the passage thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, but then. That then means that through Jesus' lineage, there's a Moabite which God had cursed yeah. because of that. And I, I find that very interesting, that even those God has rejected, he still folded into the lineage of the Messiah. Yeah. But then, so that's the other thing as well, is Ruth and Boaz form a good um, alleg- well, uh, illustration of the church and mm. Christ in that... Um, Christ saved the church, even though there was someone that was already supposed to, already supposed to do it, which was our righteousness. Our righteousness couldn't mm, have done it, and like Boaz that. chose to do it, and that's I great. Like that. But again, the church doesn't go to Christ, so that's why that's and why that part actually falls yeah, out. Let's. So I'm going to double back to the thing <laughs> where it's, it's very much like um, Boaz calls Ruth righteous for not pursuing any other young man, but mm. actually seeking one of her, her redeemers mm. to actually and it's like even in offering herself she's still called righteous mm. and so even if it was like a case of have me take me it's still like there was still a recognition of her righteousness within the act mm. and that's why i'm like and so i'm not i'm, I'm throwing this out to be devil's advocate because it's one i would like my daughter to be pursued i would like for her i would like for a guy to make his intentions clear why and, that's just me. I'm, I'm a dad. That's just that's me. I'm just, like, I'm just like, I'm just like, but I think that's how the Bible presents. And it's the like, Bible I, says, I would, I would teach my my son to pursue, pursue something yeah. if you want it. Yeah. But would you not tell your daughter to pursue something if she wants it? I would tell my daughter to pursue something if she wants it, but also to be pursued. So I wouldn't tell you. So it's girl? it's a case. It's a case in which, and no, I'll tell my guy to be. I'll tell my guy not just to go for any girl who's not showing an interest in him, but it needs to be reciprocated. So don't just like throw or yeah, it needs to be reciprocated. Guys need to feel so it's like when you're married, your wife shows you that she actually loves you and appreciates you and cares for you. The feeling is reciprocated. But as as the head of the household, again, this people might be like, oh well, I don't care. You're the head, you're the man. So it's like you're meant to lead. And there's that sense of leadership. And in that sense of leadership is not muting your wife's voice. But if you recognize that my wife has more wisdom than me in finances, you have control over the finances. Within a relationship, someone, like, it's like a ship. Someone needs to take the rudder. Someone needs to steer it. Someone needs to um, see where it's going. And the crew need to be in agreement. And so it's not just you're taking your wife somewhere that she doesn't want to go, but she needs to be in agreement as to where she's going. She needs to be in agreement to submit to you there needs to be a leader but it isn't just a dictatorship it's it's like it's a cohesive leadership where the person who's leading my daughter needs to take her voice into consideration Mm. and if you're going to lead in this relationship then i need you to lead from the beginning 
in which you've led in terms of pursuing her. I don't want my daughter to pursue you and then after you've given her that power to try and wrench it from her hands. No. Set an example from the beginning. I also think it, it's it's a recognition of that the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And, and I think that implies at the very least and, and that's why I was going with the word prize that the woman is something to be to be cherished is something to be to be recognized as precious as, as important and if that concept is misogynistic then I don't care I, I, to be honest I don't care I'll teach my, my daughter to see herself as that precious something thing that someone treasure. needs to recognize yeah. that you are precious and to build a life with you is something that is to be desired and is to be respected and is to be pursued. And so where today's society, I get the whole gender equality thing, um, wants to do away with that, I still think that's how God intended for it yeah. to be. And I will be teaching my daughter to do that. Like and I, I said, I will also teach her to be self-sufficient. Like, I don't think there's anything you should need a man to do for you. There'll be things that maybe people will be better at. And that's what I think Mo was alluding mm. to. We will have different skills when it comes down to it. And I think those skill sets should allow for us to take our different roles. However, I still think that the lady should be sufficient to take care of herself um, and, and do whatever she needs to do. But yeah, I would still I think, want her to be pursued. And I think as well, there's there's a... I think there's a a notion of gender equality meaning that like both of you are the same yeah well that's what it means but that, it's, it's that like, what it means now it's, it's like physically biologically you can't both do the People exact don't same thing about that and and so it's like <laughs> that needs to be recognized that it, it, does. it really in, does in as much as recognition of your worth and value not being less than by virtue of your gender it doesn't necessarily mean that physically and like the way you've been built is exactly the same. Oh. No, no two men are exactly the same. But obviously we have a lot more in common because of the physical nature of, of, of our menness <laughs> or our manliness or whatever. I mean, you mean our manhood. Our manhood, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Man said that so commonly. You know, menness. You know. But it's like... <laughs> but it's like that. there's... There are differences between males and females that needs to be respected yeah. for there to truly be gender equality. You can't draw a, a blank line. You can't judge a monkey by a fish's standard and say, "Oh, we're being animal equality." Equality, no, no. But then that's that. When we talk about society, that's where society is going. Yeah. To the extent that the biological XX XY chromosomes are now legitimately being ignored yeah and if i was born a male i can then say i now identify as a female and everyone's supposed to respect that because that's where society is patricia. so where we are pardon? patricia no <laughs> where we Peter. are we are you know being observant of some of the progressions that have been made in society i think we should also be cognizant of some of the nonsense that's going on mm. and not allow for that to um permeate some of the virtues that we've been given by, you know, both by our culture and by the Bible and yeah. by our, our being Christian. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 def I want to, I want my daughter to not think of herself as less than a male in, in the sense of humanity. And so not necessarily needing, as Peter was saying, self, self-sufficient, where it's like, I can change a tire. I can um, take the rubbish out. I can carry the, the 
laundry um the groceries from the car and like, i can do everything that is stereotypically seen as a male's role within society apart from produce but apart from exactly. like things that men need to do yeah. I, I, biologically and uh, yeah and and so and my son as well you can like you can cook you mm. can clean you can keep your house tidy you can like take care of yourself physically you don't need to live like a caveman like that's these are pre predisposed um stereotypes but at the same time you can't give birth yeah quick side <laughs> robert would you be like to proceed <laughs> <laughs> romantically by a female or male since we're being gender equal <laughs> would, you, would you want your babes to propose to you no why not <laughs> so misogynistic okay, so misogynistic I never said that wasn't what are you talking about <laughs> what this quick picture in this uh, UFC fight a loss and he was unhappy about it. I'm like, oh, he's a sore loser. I never said I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sore loser. I like to win. No, I'm sorry. Carry on. Okay, yeah. I'm not misogynistic. No. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so, why would I want to be pursued? Mm. Because I know myself. <laughs> <laughs> In that, part of me knows that if, if you were Boaz, you'd have taken Ruth that night. Not that I would have taken <laughs> Ruth, but... It sounds it, it sounds bad to say. Mm, or bad, maybe weird. Okay. It's not as fun if you like if if you if you just Yeah, I thought it was gonna say something profound. profound. I hear you though. No, I hear no, you. Yeah, yeah. Man no, going no. back into that hunter gatherer mindset. Right? Oh no, but I think it's like a process and I think that um part of the process is me proving that I am good enough for you. Is is that not outdated though? No. Okay. No. Because um that's not outdated. Because I too believe that a man should pursue a woman. Um, for, for like all the reasons you said. I like the way you said that. I too. <laughs> no, just because, yeah, um, especially if the woman I'm pursuing believes that the man should be head of the household. Mm. If she doesn't, then it's a whole different conversation. Mm. But, but, but if you believe that the man should be head of the household, then I believe that I need to prove to you that I can be a man worthy of leading the household that you are you mm, are in. Mm. Um, if you come to me um, without me having haven't proved anything, then it's almost well you came in when I was like this. So <laughs> why should why should you then expect me to do any anything more than mm, okay yeah, yeah. Um, mm. and and like same way around like just because I'm, I'm I'm pursuing you doesn't mean that you can be anyway if that makes sense. Because, well, well, well I, um, I guess you wouldn't be because I've, I've seen something in you yeah, yeah. that's made me want to pursue you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know for me personally, I I stay at like level three most of the time. But like when there's a baby like, you know, you need to rise up the level. You get me. <laughs> so like, so like if you're coming to be at, at level three and say, I'm I'm feeling, I'm like, no feeling what? <laughs> Step it up. I'm like, okay. yo. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I will always pay for the first date. Um, uh, no, I won't say anymore <laughs> about that because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, second date, third date, you want to pay from the split. That's cool. But I think that um, for the first date, I am 
I'm taking up your time, so I should be, mm. I should be, you know, paying for for stuff. Um, if that's how they, if you got a problem with that, we can talk, we can discuss. Um, but yeah, um, pursuing is part of the process, and and, and I feel who said it. I think it was Jordan Peterson. He said something along the lines of men having to pursue women is what almost helps them become men. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. Yeah. In the sense that um yeah, women like women because of how society is, women know most of what they have to do mm. or like what 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 uh, in quotes a woman should be able to do. Mm. Like the whole cooking, cleaning, looking after children, like that's that's something that that is instilled in them mm. from early. With boys, it's like you're allowed to do whatever you want to do, yeah. And then you can't pick up a wife. Mm. Um, and because of the way society works, women will allow a guy to pick them up, even if he hasn't shown qualities that would mean that he would be a good husband and father. Okay, okay. Because I was I was about to. So it seems you you made a distinction between just like pursuing a woman for like a, a marriage, relate long term relationship, um, fatherhood, raising a family and stuff, and just picking up a woman in terms of a short term relationship, yeah. just whatever. So I was, I was just about to ask then, in pursuing multiple women at the same time, does that make you more of a man <laughs> than just pursuing one? Because you've had to actively seek out three different girls. Time manage, be efficient with with your communication enough to be able to woo three women at the same time. No, because um, in some way or another, it it will never be equal. Because like if you because you can't have like three three out conversations at the same time unless it's, it's like a group call with, with with three babes and you're all talking together. <laughs> so it, it, in some ways, you 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 be spending time and effort in different ways mm-hmm. on different girls, and it will yeah. never be equal. But the thing is, you, even though it's not equal, you're still actively pursuing three different girls. But then the ability to recognize the one girl as well. And that, that, I think that's that's the difference. That's the difference I was really trying to stress. Because mm. in saying the pursuit of a woman is what makes a man a man. It's like if I'm pursuing multiple women, does that make me X times a man? No, because because you're because there are certain skills that you're learning, and once you've it's, it's, it's almost like once you not to do like a roundhouse kick, you not to do a roundhouse kick. There are like little variations you can do, but like once you've got that skill, mm-hmm. you've got it. And same way, like with with, um, with men, once you know how to communicate with women, mm-hmm. it's a skill that you've got. Yeah, you can you can um, you can find tune it, but. You've ticked the box. You you like tick the box for like having that skill. Yeah, that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So before we end quickly, um, just going around, guys. Who's your favorite female protagonist video game character? Oh, someone that's gonna have to start. I can't start because I need to think about it. <laughs> uh, I need to think about it. You guys are so um, I don't play games that much. That's the problem. Okay. Okay. Let's let's widen it to f- protagonist in. Um, media in general be it books be it um, games TV shows okay um, protagonist does it, ha- does it have to be has to be protagonist does it have to be like a preset character or one that you've created yourself <laughs> what <laughs> so it's like you go, in, you go in the game and there's like a female character already there 
or one that you can like customize. No, no, you can't customize. Right. <laughs> it has to be because <laughs> like Dragon Age, you get to customize whether you want a male or female, what race, what kind no, of no, skin. No, 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 no. I think you're asking about like a known character. A known character. And you see, like all the ones that's coming to my mind, it's just like the everything is just a bit out of whack. Chun Li. Why is that out of whack? Chun Li is dope. Chun Li is dope, but her gums. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Her gums all right. It's tight fitted, but it's all right. She, 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 like, she, like her robe comes all the way down to like the floor. But it's got slits all the way up to her. Up to so her that thing. she can kick. I've seen her kicks. Do you know what? Touche, touche. It's functional. It's functional. It's functional. It's functional. Like, if if I said Cami, I could have said, all right. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, okay, so I think for me, right now, I'm really enjoying... Hey, look at Cap. Staring into the car. <laughs> Thank you for saying that on an audio podcast. Um, so, I read this um, trilogy of books called I can't remember what it's called I love the books though um, so the the, the um, character's name is Mara and basically she was the daughter of this um, this clan and um, her father and her brother get killed in war so, mm. so she has to become head of of the clan and then play this political game mm. and she does it from the position of a woman which is like unheard of mm. and it's a uh, it's a nice tell. So like she has to so she, so she she gets involved in like a political marriage to like help stabilize her position and da 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 da. da. But she's like she she and what what I like about it is that she was a woman being a woman, mm. not a woman trying to be like Mulan, a man. Not so much Mulan. I'm thinking more like stuff like you know how they remade the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. With, with like with like whole female cast. Yeah, I don't like stuff like that where they try and superimpose women in male in male things okay. I just feel yeah. like you should make your own character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like how they made um, Jane the new Thor mm. and that went amazingly sarcastic um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a dope reveal but have you read the stories I knew that she had well spoilers I knew she had cancer or something yes she was worthy of more yeah, yeah. but like but like, but, 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 but like have you read the actual stories no 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 Reread some. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Same with Riri Williams being um, a, f- a female Iron Man, mm. a female black Iron Man. Fam, her story was so disgusting. Isn't she Ironheart? Ironheart. Yeah. She's it's, it's Iron Man. Um, so so she's black. Um, her best friend got shot <laughs> during the church barbecue. <laughs> she's not unheard of in America. <laughs> Unfortunately, she went to MIT to to like steal all the parts to make the Iron Man shoe that she created. So it's a like, lovely black stereotype, <laughs> but she a strong woman, so it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Mara from um, so um, the books were called Daughter of the Empire, and then she became Mistress of the Empire, and then she became no Daughter of the Empire, Servant of the Empire, Mistress of the Empire okay. by Raymond Heist. He's written for. Okay. Was it Feist? Feist or Heist? One of the two names. They're very similar. All right. All right. Um, so again, like I said, I, I was in a big uh, video game player. So the ones I was thinking about, when you said Chun-Li, I thought Sonya Blade. I thought mm. she was dope for Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat yeah. No, um, guys, I, I didn't say characters. I said protagonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's protagonists. The thing. She's not the lead of her role. The one that I have been watching recently, Hannah. I don't know if you guys have seen the Hannah movie. 
it's like a girl she was her dad had to bring her up in the woods and she's like genetically altered or something it's like the amazon thing well there's an amazon series and that's the one i've been watching i haven't actually watched the movie okay i'm watching the series and hannah is yeah her dad had to her dad signed her mum up for like a program while her mum was pregnant and the program was to genetically alter these kids to make them like super soldiers or something um the dad had a the guy had a change of heart saved the girl the mom died in the process so the dad had to raise the girl in the woods and teach her to survive so she can fight she can forage she can do all of these things um and survive she was literally surviving in the woods and they come looking for her to try and kill her so she has to survive um on the run which means she's getting exposed to all the normal normalities of of you know human interaction as a teenager um, while still trying to avoid this deadly corporation that's coming after you, I just find it a really interesting story, and I like I like her because mm. she's small, she's like unassuming, but she will kick ass. I think that's dope. Which yeah. leads me to well, I'm not. She's not the main protagonist. That doesn't count. <laughs> I can't think of money. So I'm I'm thinking the girl from Kick Ass. Oh, um, I don't watch Kick Ass. So I don't know. I forget her name. I forget her name. Because oh, she's a woman. She's no. not memorable. Is that what you're trying to say? No, because I forget her name. I, for, I forgot her dad's name as well. Yeah. So, there you go. I forgot the, the protagonist's name, to be fair. Um, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's actual, like, within the thing. But, um... Storm? She's not really a protagonist. She's a bunch of She's one of them. Yeah, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm talking about main frontline character protagonist. Think about it. Come back to us next week. Cool. <laughs> I'll do that research. Don't know, don't know. Hookups. Hookups. Um, I'll give a hookup that has been a nice little game I've been playing. <laughs> Having said I don't play games that much. Um, so Altos Odyssey. Altos Odyssey. A L T O. It's it's a it's just a it's a one of those side scrollers, but it's really it's got really calming music and it's like very muted like. Uh, visuals it's very nice visuals but uh, it's really cool and calm and like i'm showing it to the guys right now and you're just skating down and you've got to do tricks and stuff like that um of which actually there's a female character that i prefer to use rather than alto uh because she does more flips because she's lighter which is the only reason why she does more flips um but yeah alto's odyssey odyssey um would be my my hookup it's a nice little game that you can play when you're Feeling bored or feeding kids, <laughs> watching them sleep. All right. Um, um, mine, mine is it's not an app. It's um, what well, it is an app actually um, called Headspace. It's a mindfulness app. Have I? Yeah. Well, let me do it again, man. Uh, sorry, chill, apologies. Chill, chill. <laughs> apologies. Jump, apologies. Jump all over. Um, it's a mindfulness app that kind of just allows you to spend time with yourself, um, calm your mind, and just. Like just work through the business of 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 your life and of of stuff that's in your mind. So yeah, My, if you know about mind mindfulness, then you know. If you don't, like just research it. Like just Google it. Headspace is a good good app for that. So yeah. Cool. Uh, my hookup for this week is a poet. His name is Moses. Daniel Piper. Um, he, he performed at one of our events a couple of weeks ago, and he just. Really good. He's he's got that typical dry British humor, mm. and yeah, he's really good. He's a poet. He's a comedian. Um, he's a great guy. Cool. Um, yeah. How much is he paying you? 
You don't pay me anything. Because we don't get none of the commission, you know. I should have been shared. I actually want him to come and do some more stuff with, with the organization because he's, he's really good. Cool. Um, yeah. Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary, amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the French UK. You can email us at tbidfurnace at hotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Lexus Furnace no apostrophe on all good podcasting websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes. Spotify. Oh, yeah, Google, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're on Google Podcasts. Google yeah. Podcasts. Um, yep, just look for the Black Lives Matter. We have an apostrophe. iTunes is dying soon as well, isn't it? Yeah. We're on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Apple. Shout out to Granny Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say Pink Lady. I actually don't know the difference between all these apples. Pink Lady's buff. Wait, okay. is it pink or is it red? It's pink. The skin is pink. It's not pink. It's pinkish red. It's not pink. It's pinkish red. How dare you? It's pinkish red. <laughs> We're getting off topic. Um, thank you guys for listening to Blacksmith's Furnace. And we are signing out. Blow. Hello again. <laughs>